0: Patrick Murphy, Chief Executive of the Irish South and West Fish Producers Organisation, joins me on the programme this morning to discuss how the fishing industry has been impacted by Brexit and also their plans for a protest next week at Cork Harbour. Good morning Chief Patrick.
1: Good morning, Patricia. And,
0: and we'll talk about your, your planned flotilla to the Taoiseach's office and next week. It's a campaign to raise awareness of the plundering of our greatest national resource – Talk to me about how the industry has been uh, affected. There's been so much focus on the pandemic. We rarely talk now about Brexit and its implications.
1: Well, we can start with the pandemic first, Patricia. Um, we were picked as a necessary industry that was asked by our government to continue to fish, to bring food into not just our country, but the countries of Europe, you know. And and just be cognizant of this. If somebody got sick at the start, you know, and, and we all were afraid, we'd, we'd seen the videos of China where a man just walking down the street, collapsed over, dead, you know, and put the fear of God into every one of us. Well, you can imagine these men and women that are going to see hundreds and hundreds of miles away from the nearest hospital, you know, and it's bad enough that you would be far away from a hospital, but can imagine putting the sea between you. So, you know, for these people to go out and, and be the frontline workers as well, too, um, on these boats that are isolated was was a fair ask in, in the first place. And now we come to the reasoning why we're, we're having this uh, flotilla. And, of and
0: by the way, did you hear of many fishermen who did contract COVID?
1: Oh, there was cases. Was and there? Sure, okay. We've we, we seen protests in certain communities. About foreign vessels that were coming in here, um, you know, their fears were that these lads were allowed to roam from the boats up. I into remember the that, yeah,
0: people were look, worried.
1: There were fierce concerns, and we need to put this into context. We had a media campaign where children were standing outside a pane of glass, waving to their loved ones inside of it. That is how scared we were of this. Um, unknown entity at the time, and sure, who would blame people for reacting to that and trying to protect their loved ones and their coastal communities when they see that something else should be done here? Like they weren't looking to stop these lads from coming in; they just wanted to regulate it. So th- these are the things that we face. And look, we're delighted. We fishermen are going down to the base of Biscay looking for tuna um in, in the next month, and our lads are on to, uh myself and others, to see, can they, you know, go ahead of everybody else and get the, the vaccine? And I said, don't, no, the government have decided now this is age-based. And, like, again, our fishermen will have to accept that, and, they, and they'll do their job, and they'll go out and they'll try and catch these fish, valuable fish, bring them in, land them, support their families, support the coastal communities, and bring badly needed resources that we're going to badly, badly need. Like, I don't think anybody in the country could deny that for the rebuilding after covid So this is a natural resource, Patricia. So so
0: outline how how the Brexit agreement has affected the industry.
1: Well, the easiest way I'll describe this now for, for yourselves and the listeners is to describe, as I normally do, a different analogy. Can you imagine the Dunstores family being told in the morning that, listen lads, because of a TCA agreement, because of a trade cooperation agreement with the UK, Tesco are going to come into the country... And one in five of your shops will have to take down the name of off office, and we're going to put Tesco over it, and they're going to trade away. And, by the way, you can't put another shop in the town. When you're gone, you're gone. That's what was asked of. That's what was told to our fishermen, you know. And if people say, well, everybody had to carry the burden. Well, not equally. So there was 178 million worth of fish that was given in this deal. And of that £178 million, Ireland carried the can for £45 million of it. And this doesn't reflect either, Patricia, that the other countries paid their bill with fish that they were allowed to catch in Irish waters. So th- we're paying a vast, vast majority of that bill. And we think it's unfair, especially when this means that our fishing boats will be put out of business. That's why we're bringing people up to car. To show these modern vessels, Patricia, that these lads have struggled, and they have struggled, let's be honest, to get these boats. And they're worth an awful lot of money, but they're the same as a farm. They're worth nothing because you're using them. They're only worth what you can earn with them. You know, you, if, if there's no ability to sell them on or there's there's nobody else there to buy them, then they're worthless. Do you know? But we want the public, and
0: many, the TV, many, involved, many involved. Many uh, involved. It, it's it's their family-run businesses that have been passed down through the generations. Isn't that fair to say?
1: And still are, and 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 will be into the future. These aren't big, massive companies. These are. Um, sons, daughters, um, grandchildren, you know, of people who have invested and spent most of their life. Like, you know, a fisherman spends maybe the vast, vast majority of his time away from his family on the sea to make the living. You know, the sacrifices they put down to make these boats. And, you know, somebody said to me, you know, one of the lads, he said, you see the equipment inside in the wheelhouse there? That would buy a small farm. Just the equipment inside the wheelhouse alone. And this equipment isn't there to catch fish because there's plenty of fish outside there. That equipment is in there, Patricia, to try and help them avoid fish, to stay away from the fish that they're not allowed to catch. So they're designing new technology to run from fish, to steam away from fish. And now they're told, listen, thanks very much for your sacrifices. Thanks for bringing the stocks back up 50% in the last 12, 14 years by bringing in technical measures, bringing in different types of nets, bigger mesh sizes, changing your nets, changing the way that you fish so that you can rejuvenate the stocks and sustain the stocks outside there. But now we're going to give them to somebody else. And you can and go we're giving
0: business. them to other countries, to, yeah, to yeah, fishermen yeah. from other countries. So, like,
1: here's the question that we can say to the listeners. Have you heard of any other countries complaining about this, that, oh, you know, this is a bad deal for us, we're going to have to lose boats now, boats will have to be decommissioned? Did their um, ministers and their Taoiseachs, within a week of this, say, look, what we're going to do is we're going to try and tie them up for a while, get them off the water give them a few bob for that until we get a more permanent solution where we actually take them out, we decommission them, we get rid of them. That that, that is... Do you know, like, to find the word now that's appropriate for radio, I'm struggling. But it's a criminal act.
0: And then something that I think a lot of... You're going to have to explain this to people because I was reading up about it yesterday. Can you explain the loss of the control plan that happened in April and what that means to Irish fishermen?
1: Well, um... The, the control agency, the SFPA, and I don't like to speak of people when they can't defend themselves. I'd love to know if they were on the airwaves with us that we could debate this properly. But um, but I'll say it as, as, as I find it, right? So this is an organisation, it's a competent authority that was picked by the Irish government to do the job. And the European Commission really is the ones that says whether it can do it or not, not the Irish government. So they picked them out. So from a report in 2018, that the commission came to Ireland and, and, and did, they found inaccuracies and they found failings in the system itself. So they asked this organization to do another report of their own. And funnily enough, this organization confirmed that they weren't fit for the job and said, look, yeah, there's a problem here and we can't fix it. So what they did is they said, right, well, you can't use the system you have, so we're going to throw it out. And what we're going to do instead now is we're going to say you have to weigh all the fish in the pier. Now, the complication of that Um, patricia is that imagine for a milker a milk dairy industry right so he is a refrigerated unit he milks the cows they're the best milk that you can possibly have and just before he puts it into the main system or into the big bulk tanker right he's told sorry to wait you will have to take it out of that refrigerated unit put it into an ordinary drum over here and wait with and then put it into the tanker he'd laugh at them well, that's what a fisherman are asked to do.
0: Because, because you you normally you weigh them at sea.
1: Well, th- you see the fish coming over the side. You got yeah. them. You 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 go to an awful lot of effort to make sure the hygiene and get this fish down into a cool, controlled environment, which is a refrigerated hole that costs hundreds of thousands to put there. We have boats now that actually make their own ice from the seawater at sea, imagine. And you that's say. to
0: keep them fresh so that's that they'll keep be perfect when they end up in somebody's exactly. place.
1: And, and, and here's the thing, there's a regulation to govern that. There's even a regulation to govern the water that they use to make the ice. And then they're told now by the same authority, look, we don't trust you, the system is um, right. what, what are they not the trusting you to do? To weigh them. So here's, here's the crazy stuff. So where did, what happens is the fish come in. The, the, the fishermen weigh the fish. They have an estimate of the fish. Yeah. They put them into the back of a lorry. They're taken to the factory. And the factory, again, reweighs them with a system that's authorised and sanctioned by the SFPA. But that's not good enough anymore. Now they want to actually do it on the pier side where there's no weighing scales. You'll have to bring one with you. Where there's no new ice, because of cross-contamination, if you don't have more ice on board the boat and there's no ice-making plant on the land, you, then you can't put ice back on them. And then break the chain of the, the, the cold and the temperature, because we have documents where um shows that fish within 25 minutes can rise three or four degrees just by sitting on the quayside wall without ice. and. Can you imagine the amount of boats that will be coming in? And, and we've told the Erg Minister and the government, if you keep going with this system, boats won't land here. They won't be able to, because they won't be able to sell their fish and have the same level playing pitch as other countries that don't have to do this. It's madness. And
0: OK, so t- now talk to me, uh, Patrick, about what you're looking for. What, what can be done to save this industry? Because if we keep going the way we're going... We will lose boats because you're not going to be able to survive financially. People are not going to be able to survive. So what needs to be done?
1: We need a government that's going to go back to Europe and say, look, you gave 75% of the UK's fish to them to catch. You've left us with 15% and the same continental shelf. We have to get more fish to sustain our coastal communities and the industries that we have here. You cannot be sending your boats in to catch 85% of the fish and wiping out our industry. That's the message. It's that simple. Is there a way of doing it? Of course there is. It's called the uh, review of the common fishery policy. Like, this has to be done. We have to be given the same equal opportunities and the same equal rights under our constitution, and we have to be treated the same as any other citizen of Europe. We cannot be expected to carry the can for everybody else and unfair burden-sharing, which is acknowledged. We're, we're not saying this. Everybody's saying this. Europe is saying this.
0: But so they're you, not correct. So it's equal rights and equal opportunities for Irish fishermen is your message. You have a flotilla organised for next week. Tell me about that.
1: So the boats themselves want to show the public the boats that they have. So you can imagine... Um, somebody sitting at the side of the road and they're seeing this big, massive boat outside and they're saying, look at that man, he's complaining. He has a boat worth three or four million. If he has to build it new, it's worth eight or ten million. And what is he complaining about? What he's complaining about is that through no fault of his own and his and the sacrifices he and previous generations have made to buy that boat, to try and service the debt on that boat, he's being told now that we gave away the fish that would have helped you to do that and now you have to go to business. So we we want people of Cork or rebel County to see what's happening to their own people off the shoreline that have stood by them bringing in fish during the COVID uh, virus like we spoke about at the start, that have supported our coastal communities, that create jobs. Ninety percent of the jobs in the Bayer community is created through fishing. Ninety percent. and we going to destroy that to allow others to come in and fish in our waters? Uh, O'Sullivan Bear put a chain across the mouth of the gap here and charged Spanish boats for coming in and using our facilities. That chain has been taken away by our government as far as we're concerned and now they've given them the fish as well. Take okay. Dennis,
0: okay, your protest is planned for next it's Wednesday, this day week, 26th of uh, May. Uh, Patricia,
1: th- can, yeah. can I come back in now because this is really, really important. Okay, We are, we are working hand in glove with the, the department um, authorities. The port authorities, they're helping us bring these boats up in a safe manner, organized manner. They have a plan of where we tie up. We're working hand in glove with the local guard, the liaison officer above there, to make sure this is done right, even under COVID restrictions. We're, this is, is a protest by your other name. This is a show and tell. We're not up there to disrupt or cause trouble. We're just appealing to the public. Have a look at us. Talk to us. See what's going on. If you believe we have a just cause, help us. How can you help us? contact your politicians, contact our Taoiseach. Tell them that this is not right. If they believe this is not right, then speak up for us. That's
0: okay. what we want. OK, and it's happening this uh, day, uh, week. We'll speak again, uh, Patrick. In the meantime, thank you for that. And thanks for joining us on the programme this morning.
1: Thank you. Good pleasure. morning to you. Bye bye.
0: Patrick Murphy, the chief executive of the Irish South and West Fish Producers Organisation. I mean, he paints a picture of uh, an industry that is going to be on its knees if it doesn't get the help that it needs.